to another episode of Gooping and Gagging with Nene. I'm your host with the most Marvel gossip, here to spill tea on everything that keeps my glitter-filled brain stimulated. From travel tips to theme parks to life lessons with your favorite femme, you'll never know what you'll get, but this time, you're going to be getting a full opening day itinerary to experience the all-new Marvel Avengers Campus. So let's spill all the tea and talk about this brand new land that opens today, June 4th, here at Disney's California Adventure. Is it Disney California Adventure or is it Disney's California Adventure? I feel like it was Disney's before. I don't really know. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to spend an entire episode talking about Marvel Avengers Campus and... I really feel like I can't do this alone, so I invited one of my really, really good Judys. He is very soft-spoken, but an angel, to say the least. He is a legend in the Disney cast member community, and he is just one of my favorites. I can't wait to have him on, and yeah, that's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be talking about Avengers Campus. If you're wondering how or why we're going to be talking about the land when it barely opens today, we actually got invited, well, I got invited to the cast preview by one of my very lovely good Judies. His name is Mark King. Um, Make sure you guys go follow him. But Mark King invited me as his guest to experience the land about a week ago. And I saw today's guest there and I love him so much. And we are just going to be coming on here to have a big old kiki and to rate and review the entire land from start to finish the whole experience. Now, warning, this is a spoiler heavy episode. Lots of spoilers. We do not hold back. And if you want um, Avengers Campus to be a surprise for you, I would definitely not listen to this episode any further. But if you want to know what you're getting yourself into and what Disney has had brewing up for all these years, hang on in there because we are about to dive right in. He's the sweetest man on planet Earth. He just happens to be my personal Ned Flanders in the story in which I am the main character of. He's got good insight on all things theme parks, a mustache full of secrets, and his last name always makes me crave cereal. Please welcome to the show, Christopher Bowles! Hello! Hi! This is going to (laughs) be such a fun show because we are like... I would say like we're polar opposites on like the personality spectrum. Would you agree? (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) Christopher is just so sweet and soft spoken and never has a problem with anyone and is kind and generous. And everything that I just said, I am the exact opposite of. So um, this is going to be an amazing show. For those of you who don't know Christopher, he is a current disneyland cast member where are you at right now galaxy's edge yes but you are but you are at rise of the resistance right correct and do you still have knowledge for millennium falcon no i have not been trained it they're retrained oh got it so you normally would but because of the whole COVID thing you don't they didn't retrain you so no one has knowledge Right, yeah. Only a few people have learned both. It's just a very few. So I'm just, I'm busy enough over at Rise of Resistance. How do you like it? It's good. I somehow managed to make little kids cry against I don't mean to. You're mean. Yeah, when I first started. 
No, you're literally rude. Um, Christopher is like the sweetest angel you'll ever meet. And I was rudely interrupted of that fantasy when I saw I saw you not that long ago. I saw you th- at the preview. Yeah. Yeah. And you were first order. Yes. And I hated you. I literally was okay. like, what the hell is this? I literally was like, take him back outside, put him back in the brown. He was rude as hell. And it just really crushed my fantasy. But I mean, you were doing great. You were doing your job. Thank you. <laughs> when i see i uh, i see little kids and they're like on the verge of being nervous and so I, I try and go and be like we're not here to like hurt you we just need information you know or try and recruit them to the stormtrooper program mm. and to try and like make it so not so scary but it just it just pushes them over the edge and then the tears start falling so how much of that do you feel is the mustache <laughs> they can't see it now they've got got my <gasps> face covering oh my gosh Oh, I forgot about that. But it is a big hit, you know. I look I look, you know, time period appropriate. I mean, like first Star Wars, like original Star Wars <laughs> kind of there'd be mustaches back then somehow. I've never seen a single movie. Actually, that's a lie. I've seen like two of them, but I couldn't tell you which ones I've seen. I know it was the first you know how there's like they come in sets of three? Right, right. It was the first set of three that were like the middle movies. Okay. Is that five, six, seven, or what? With like Luke Skywalker and stuff, and Darth Vader, maybe. E... No, it was no. it was Natalie Portman in that oh, gorgeous okay. dress, and they were like making out on a balcony. Okay, that's probably what... the second movie, Attack of the Clones. It was one of the, and then there was there was like pod racing in one of them that I watched. Uh-huh. Is yeah. that correct? That's the very first. That's episode one. Oh, then that's then that's what I watched. I didn't okay. watch the middle three. No, no, no. I watched the first three. Okay. Which, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, are you a big Star Wars fan or are you not a big Star Wars fan? Or did you become a big Star Wars fan after you got recruited to Galaxy's Edge? When I was a little kid, my brother and I had everything. All the toys. Every toys. And so, like, working at Star Wars, like, to see... Because we had a big ATAT, like two and a half three feet maybe tall and so going to work that when i first got to walk through when it before it was open you know and to do the track walk and see that was crazy and we also had a giant millennium falcon and so to work and to like walk through the queue and see it it's like blown up version of the toys i had so i did love them and then i kind of found other movies and things that i really liked and Kaius, i didn't ever like dislike star wars i just kind of it wasn't as important to me so going back made me excited uh yeah re-excited about star wars things and reminded me how much i liked it did you have to like watch the movies to kind of like jog your memory or like how did that work or were you just like okay i know this it's all up there (laughs) i'm not i'm not one that like there's people i work with that have seen every episode of like the cartoon series and they've played all the video games and they've read like novels and things like that. And I'm like, I know the movies, like the those kind of I know the original three really well, like four, five, and six. I know one, two, and three mm-hmm. pretty well too. I th- and uh the newest set, I think I've only seen each of those one time a piece. But the land is based on the newer set. Yes. No? Yes. And my favorite character is Kylo Ren. Period. Like after, I think I saw the Last Jedi, which some people really didn't like, but after Mm -hmm. that was my favorite Star Wars when I saw it, and I was like full team Kylo Ren. Okay, so you must live for Rise of the Resistance then, because he's just that's the ride is literally him. It's him. It's yep. 
what are your not so favorite things about Rise of the Resistance? <laughs> oh, I can tell you a few things. Oh, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think it's a really great attraction. Well, I don't know if it's like when I say there's things I don't like, they're like really minor, honestly. Like the side. <laughs> <laughs> these are really lame. <laughs> when you go up the side where you go face to face with the ATAT, I'm sorry. Yes. These are spoiling things. For some reason, Lieutenant Beck doesn't talk to you before you get to the bridge. If you go on the other side, he's like, find an alternate way down. And he doesn't say it on the other side for who knows what reason. <laughs> when you go into the interrogation cell and there's the stormtrooper up there, his armor is way too loud. It's like, clunk, clunk, clunk. Clunk, clunk, and he's like shuffling a lot and then he's like the prisoners are secure and he just makes way too much noise so it's distracting i think and makes it seem more like a screen than a real so that's uh, okay so for those of you who don't know chris is you're a sound guy aren't you isn't that what yeah. you yeah so i love how all the problems like have to do with audio he's like i have a problem with the audio of this attraction like i've never even noticed any of the audio yeah. I feel like there's some there's actually some moments where I'm like, this is honestly the I mean, this entire podcast, you guys, is full of spoilers. So if you don't want to be spoiled on anything, you've come to the wrong place. But the the first like scene of Rise of the Resistance is just so I'm like, why is this here? Like the probe droid? Am I tripping? Do you feel like oh, that? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll talk about the probe droid. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. So you you leave you go to the probe droid and it's like, what is this probe droid doing? Is this like a, is this a shaft for probe droids? Just, it's an elevator directly for them. So they can just go down, up and down on their own. What's a probe droid just hanging out for? And yeah, you pull up to it and it's like, why would you have gone that way? There's, it's just a little niche. It's like nothing, no one would have built this into a Star Destroyer. So that is weird where you kind of go and then just, and it's, and it's descending, looking at the wall and not at its exit point. Like, oh, good thing it didn't see you. <laughs> Well, what was it looking for? But then, but then also, it's like, as Imagineering, it's like, why was that a part of the story of this ride? Like, yeah, we definitely need to have that. There's only so many scenes in your attraction. Why was that one of your scenes? Why? Like, why not something different? I'd rather have it just be like us like trying to get through and like doors shutting. Just like if, if the entire ride was just like doors shutting in our face, which it kind oh, yeah. of is. That would be fine too, but the probe droid makes no. And like you said, it's like scanning a blank wall. <laughs> like, why didn't we put something on the wall so it looked like the probe droid was like working on something or doing? I don't know. It makes no sense to me at all. That's that's definitely a good call. Anything else you would change? Um, not not really. There's, I do really like it. I think it's really great. But mm -hmm. I'll I may think of other things later. There, I have beefs with. Little tiny things here and there, but... Oh my god, you're such an angel. I have beef with the entire attraction. Oh, yeah? I mean, first of all, I didn't realize... I think that the first time I went on it, I was like, oh, wow. This is so impressive. This is so impressive. I'm so impressed. This is impressive. This is cool. This is impressive. And it wasn't until my friend Bree went on it, and she was like, but it's not fun for people who don't like Star Wars. Right. Okay. And I really I was like, "Wow, you're right. It's actually not fun." Like there's only one fun moment and it's at the end with the little drop. But aside from that, it's not And then some of the effects, I feel like the execution, uh, the lightsaber coming from the ceiling, 
Do you not even get me started on that? The execution <laughs> is just, it's garbage. It's garbage. It literally, why is it this big? Yeah. No, why is it this big? <laughs> Answer me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed that, like, literally the lightsaber is like, a pe- it's it's like the size of a pencil? Yeah. It could just fall in, because he would have gone down to the helm. And the promo. He's, he's like, on the bridge, right? And then he turns around, and then you, like, go to run away, and he somehow gets into a little corridor off to the side instead of hopping down right after you, you know? And then he jumps on the elevator. I like him walking. It looks pretty cool, but the lightsaber, I agree. I That's actually another thing. I wish yeah. he was running. Oh, instead, of, he's strolling. I think that it would have been so gaggy and so suspenseful if you turn that corner, you see him, he drops he's down, lights have, and starts bolting, and the door is literally shut right before he gets you. Right. Like, there was supposed to be that moment of like, oh my god, oh my gosh, like, he's about to catch me. And it just... And I was like, girl, he's slow as hell. Like, we're about to, like, this, <laughs> he's walking, strolling. There was just no thrill factor. And thrill factor doesn't necessarily need to be, like, drops and loops. It also needs to be, like, the emotion that I have inside. Sure. And, like, there's no thrill factor. The entire time I'm like, oh. like, the only part that I'm like, ooh, is the very end. And, um, and yeah. I just, I don't know. I have, for me, I think the storyline is perfect. I think the building is perfect. I think the layout is perfect. I just think the execution of some scenes could make it more thrilling. The lightsaber for it to be longer. Um, I mean, this would be hard, but you know how like Jurassic Park, I mean, you know Jurassic Park. It's one of your favorite mm-hmm. attractions. It is. But you know how like Jurassic Park like really used sparks in like a couple of areas. Oh, yeah. Um. Why not have sparks drop down? I mean, I know that it's pretty close to our face, so maybe it like wouldn't, maybe we couldn't, but I don't know. Just the lightsaber effect was not as dramatic to me and, um, and him walking and I don't know, it was just, <laughs> and the probe droid, I'm like, girl, I'm bored. Like, what is this? What are we doing here? Uh, right. but the AT, the ATAT room, is it at at or ATAT? I, uh, I think it's officially at at. I just it sounds silly when I say it. Because you say it is. Hmm? I, I, just, so. I said ATAT growing up, so I'm just used to that. <laughs> okay, so the ADAT room is like, is really impressive. I'm not going to lie. And I like it. And I love that, like, there's that, that, that they like built a full hallway that the doors close on, which I'm guessing oh, yeah. is that's track switch, right? Because I feel like there's like, or is that not track switch? It's practical. It, it leads to maintenance. Because I feel like there's like tire marks on the floor that actually go through there. Yeah, so if when they if they were testing before the before the up in the lifts and drops, they could just send the vehicles around, and it would go around through that hallway and then the backside of the adats and just return to the beginning. And then does the finale scene, the outdoor like unload, does that lead into that same exact hallway, or is that another route? To it's get a different in? hallway. Yeah. It's Ooh. it's parallel, so it goes it goes on the other side of the adats. That's T. Were you like so? Imp- oh yeah. Okay. Actually, so many more questions. First of all, were you so impressed with the full walkthrough? And when you did the full walkthrough, was your first initial 
reaction or response to it? Was it like dark and were, was the animation on or no? It was just like lights were on and. There's no animation. Um, when I came over, uh, no one had ridden the attraction before start to finish. It wasn't ready yet. Um, so it was still pretty put together. Like the sets were basically finished. There's a, you know, a few panels here and there. I really, when uh, we went through, we walked through the whole queue and got like an explanation of that. And then it was, it was also a perfect morning for it. It was like nice and cool. The sun was kind of coming up, but it was all cloudy and overcast and it felt mm-hmm. really awesome. And then we did the whole queue walk and somehow got to the stormtrooper room. I don't know when that happened or how we got in there, but we walked in and I remember which stormtrooper room, the the big one with all the people, like all the stormtroopers oh. lined up. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. And that was the one I think most people were, like, crying over. And it was cool. And that one, they did have the show lighting on. And then we, and I was like, yeah, that is very cool. But then when we did the walkthrough, it was, I I knew in the back of my head that there was going to be the AT-ATs in there. But it had been so long, I'd forgotten about it. And so walking in was such a surprise. And to be on foot and just see them way up there was very exciting. But all the show effects and things... Um, I didn't see probably till six months later, I didn't see like the Kylo Ren wall exploding thing and the lightsaber effect in the elevator and things like that. I didn't see for a really long time. So just anything that was practically built. Amazing. And then to get like for your track walk, is it just a set of stairs to go up? How does, how does, how's your track walk work? Is it like thunder where like one person goes this way, one person goes this way? Or like, how does a track walk work? I've always wondered that. Oh, yeah. Um, if we're doing like evacs and stuff, there's two two like groups on the bottom and two groups up on top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a lower floor and upper floor walkers. But yeah, we just do. We just got sets of stairs. We've got one major set of stairs that we take the guests down kind of by the guns, the big guns that shoot. Got and we it. Walk them down. Is it possible for anyone's vehicle to get stuck like mid drop, like somewhere like really like just it's not on the top floor. It's not on the bottom floor. Like it's in the middle. It could. It would be very, very, very rare. What happens then, Christopher? <laughs> you call DFD and then they would just get that. I just say I'm on break and I let someone else <laughs> take care. So I have actually brought Christopher here to not talk about Galaxy's Edge, but I just had a bunch of questions. Um, <laughs> we are actually here today because we got to attend the preview of the all-new Marvel Avengers Campus, which opens on... What's the date? The 5th? Wait, it's this Friday, isn't it? Yeah, the 4th. June 4th, which is when this episode will come out because we are not technically allowed to speak about anything until June 4th. (laughs) So we got to experience the full land. Did you get to eat? I ate some things. Mm. I ate one thing. (laughs) Oh, I, you were missing out. I ate, I ate everything. I need to find my list of everything that I ate. It was partially my group, which will be interesting. I think maybe to talk about some people that are had never been to California Adventure that I took with me. Ooh, yes. I want to hear all about that, too. Um, So you did the ride. Yes. You did it once. 
one time. We were together pretty much. Yeah, just a few, yeah. <laughs> just a few feet apart. So um, I went to the preview and I saw Christopher there and we were in the queue together. And um, and yeah, I thought it would be so lovely to give a spoiler-filled review of the entire land, what to look out for, what we thought about it. And, um, and yeah, the first thing I want to talk about, I've kind of like sectored the entire land into different categories from attractions to dining, to merchandise, to overall land atmosphere. And even like, I guess we can talk like characters because there was, there was a lot of characters, right? A lot of characters. A lot of characters, which I was actually really surprised about. Um, so I think we just need to start off with Spider-Man and let's just get Spider-Man out of the way. And, um, and then we'll get into the rest. So what did you think? <laughs> honest opinion. Like, I want you to drop the mic. Give me your full <laughs> honesty from head to toe, from cue pre-show to full attraction. Um, tell me, what did you okay. think? Okay. So I thought I love the spider bots. That's, I'm going to say they're my number one takeaway from the attraction so (laughs) don't laugh at me um the spider bots were very cute and they were scattered here and there around in like vents and stuff and like slung to the wall in the land here and there um okay so the queue was the bit i saw was surprisingly small so i don't know where the rest of the queue will go or what will happen with that because it didn't take us that long we we just kind of looped around a couple prop things you know with uh some posters and i i actually haven't seen the tom holland spidermans i saw him in civil war so i saw his poster but the other people i had to ask the, my friends like are these people from the movies and they said no so then we but the pre-show i thought the pre-show was fun it explained the situation pretty well and there's a little spider bot just being cute um as for how the attraction fits into california adventure i think it's (laughs) i think it's a good fit because uh i think some people i were talking like well it wasn't as big as like rise of resistance i'm like well it was never going to be rise of resistance is bigger than the entire land you know and i feel like a lot of california adventure is kind of it already feels a little hodgepodge of a park of like all these like big e-tickets here 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 and then some like jumping jellyfish and like mm-hmm. things like that and swings and so this is like fits in i think with like midway mania and little mermaid of like a good in between which you don't normally get so i thought it was good i thought it was a good ride uh it wasn't racers you know and it wasn't supposed to be something huge um, so I think it's a good addition to the lineup to kind of fill in the space. That's just a general. Here's what I thought. Um, <laughs> so first of all, to answer your first question, the queue that we went through, that me and you went through, that was the whole outdoor queue. Um, right. But what happens is they do have an extended queue, which my friends waited in later on that day, and it's backstage. It's a full queue backstage where, do you remember when like Guardians, like the overflow queue was yeah, back there? Yeah. It's there. 
It's the same Guardians Overflow. From from what I from what was explained to me, that's what I made of it. They were like, we were backstage the entire time and in giant switchbacks back there. And then we just kind of came into that little mini queue towards the beginning and towards the end. And I was telling them that like, oh, that's where we were the entire time. So yeah. their extended is backstage, which is kind of eh. But also, well, okay, first of all, here's the thing. This ride... And this entire land replaced a really tiny land. I'm sure everyone knows, but it replaced Bugs Land. And the Spider-Man ride replaced It's Tough to Be a Bug, which was just a theater. So there's really no room for Q. Um, and because they also have a pre-show inside, and the pre-show is actually two pre It's two rooms. Um, so, like, I get the whole space factor. Um, I loved the Q. No one's talking about this. I've said this to a couple people, and I don't know if you felt this way, but the queue was literally giving me Epcot vibes. It was literally giving me Journey into Imagination with Figment, Open House, oh, yeah. Educational. It, I was just honestly living for it. The queue was really small, but I loved every second of it. The second you enter the building, you um, entering the pre-show, it was just, I don't know. I just felt like I was in Epcot, especially because... A ride like that doesn't exist here on the West Coast. So it was like me going on it for the first time and not attaching it to anything I'd ever been on. I literally like could close my eyes and I felt like I was in Epcot, which I very much did love and enjoy. And then the ride itself. Um, okay. So the station actually I loved. The vehicles, were they not were the vehicles not ginormous? They were huge, yeah huge like literally the biggest is that that's the biggest ride vehicle i don't count like monorail or anything but like right dark ride vehicle because well, now the they've biggest? got they've gotten rid of like great movie ride and the the energy one so at this point it might be the biggest just vehicle you're right yeah no totally i didn't even think about those no it's the biggest though and would you consider no yeah okay i was like would you consider ellen's universe of energy a dark ride it is a dark ride right it's a dark ride yeah, but it's a weird, like, hybrid, sometimes movie, sometimes ride. Yeah, it's like, it's a show. And then it turns into a dark ride. I mean, it turned. It's right. It's gone now. But, um, but yeah, the ride vehicles are huge. And then there's, like, two of them attached to each other. And it's very Toy Story Mania, but I loved how, like, intimate it was. And, like, I love, like, how the door closes. And you just feel like you're mm -hmm. in this little room. Um, so I loved the station, loved the ride vehicles. And also I feel like that might've hurt them because you're already working with such a small show building that like when you have a vehicle that big, like there's not much attraction. You know what I mean? That's true. The ride's going to be really short. Like you have vehicles that are that big in a ride building that is so small, clearly already even getting into it. I was like, this ride is going to be extremely short. There is just no way that that this ride is going to be long because there's, there's no way. So, um, the ride itself, I liked the technology, um, but also take everything that I'm saying with a grain of salt, because I don't like shooter attractions. I just don't like, I don't find them fun. Like I don't like Astro Blasters. I don't, Toy Story Mania is like, okay to me. I don't know. I don't, they, they just don't really do much for me. Like, I mean, Astro Blasters doesn't do this, but like you parking me in front of a screen and just like sitting there, like I'm over it. Yeah. So, um, but one thing that I was having a hard time with was, did you notice that like everyone's webs were a different color? Yes. Mine were yellow. 
which I don't oh. even understand why yellow would even be a color that you would consider in your little noggin to have as an option because I literally could not see it anywhere. <laughs> um, and basically, I feel like the ride experience became very frustrating for me. Um, do you remember um, the tires in Cars Lane? What was it called? The flying tires. Do you remember why they got rid of that? Was it because it just... No, I, I don't really know. I just... I think people just didn't get it. That's what I heard, but... Exactly. It was because the guests could not figure out how it worked, and it was a really, really frustrating ride experience for everyone. And by the time they got how it worked, the ride was over. Right. And that is exactly how I felt on this ride. It was like, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't see my webs. I felt like too much was happening at once. The, the the targets are moving rapidly everywhere, which is so different than any other attraction. At Toy Story Mania, like, the targets aren't really moving that rapidly. Right. And Astro Blasters, the targets are not moving at all, if anything. Right. Um, and then there's four other shooters instead of two. So, like, Toy Story Mania, you only have you and another person. So it's easier to see your ammo. But now yeah. you're in a vehicle with four people. And then... The I felt like the web was really thin. Did you feel like that or no? It was thin. I don't know. It was just hard. And then on top of that, it's 3D. And it's not the cute 3D, like the Toy Story Mania 3D, where like the glasses are huge. It's the Star Tours 3D, where like you literally have a little square window to look out of. And then everyone's wearing masks. So your glasses are getting fogged up. <laughs> it was a mess. It was literally a mess for me. By like the there's four games, I believe. There's like four levels or four rounds. Yeah, by the second, fun. by the second or third one, I was honestly genuinely so over it and just was like so excited for the ride to end because I just was so done. And yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Um, trying to think about those. Oh, I sat on the end, too. And I don't know if this was a technology thing, but I I talked to somebody else and said they had because I got a really high score, like significantly higher than the people I'm with. Which and I haven't had any practice on it. I don't, and I'm not naturally that good at games and stuff. I like games, but I don't know if I'm really that great at aiming and stuff. So I got significant, and I thought like, oh, maybe another person I talked to said that they got a low score, but the person sitting next to them got a really high score. And I asked if it was, and they said their friend was also sitting on the edge. So I don't know if the technology is easier. Like, well, I know these arms are belong to the person on the far left. So maybe if I only had one arm out and my friend put an arm out that it could register on my, I don't know if that's how it works, but I was, I got a really great score. Maybe I'm just really good at it, but, uh, I think not. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, it was crazy because in our vehicle, I was sitting in the middle and Mark, who, for those of you who don't know, Mark Everett King, he is, um, he's a core lead at Spider-Man and he has been working on the project since it was literally a pile of dirt. He was sitting on the edge where you were sitting and he got the highest score, but also he got the highest score because he's literally been riding the ride for months. Right, right. So it's like, obviously he was going to get the higher, highest score, but he was sitting on the edge. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel like it wasn't like registering my hands. I feel like the technology was working really well. I just feel like I couldn't see anything. The glasses already give you such like limited vision. Then they were fogging up. And if they weren't fogging up, my webs were yellow. There's too many things moving at once. And there's three other people shooting webs. So um, 
it was not a fun time for me. Would I go on it again? Absolutely. I feel like it's one of those things where like you need like the first time you go on it. And here's the thing that I was kind of sad about. You know, Toy Story Mania has that like buffer game before the ride actually starts, which I was more aware of this time after having played when they're like, here's how it works. I was will teach you how to play the game. Exactly. And like you can just hit a bunch of targets and nothing counts against or for you. And it's just for you to practice and get the hang of the game. And this one, you don't have that. It just throws you straight into the ride and you can't really figure it out or really get, you know, get comfortable with the mechanics of it. And like I said, it's just the ride ends before you can really even figure it out. And I feel like it was really, really missing that buffer game. I think that if it had a buffer and then the three rounds, I think that it would be better. And make the buffer fun. Like you can't even make the buffer. No, I wouldn't make it count for anything because then that would defeat the purpose. But um, but yeah, I feel like it was really missing that. And um, and yeah, I would definitely go on it again because I feel like you need to go on it again to really understand how to do anything in the ride. But um, I guess just have that in the back of your mind and know that like, you're probably not going to be good. Resin, I feel like Toy Story Mania, like you can be pretty good your first time going around. Right. And the targets, the targets, they change and they look different and they have like numbers actually on them, you know, like this will give you points. Um, There's a couple times in the game where like my roommate was like, I didn't think we would be able to break all those support beams. And I'm like, Ooh, I wasn't aiming for support beams. I was just shooting little <laughs> spider bots. I'm like, <laughs> I was just making no. I was every time I put my arms out, I was going like choo 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 choo. So I was making noise the whole time, and I was just going. I was just going. I'm like, I don't know what's. And then we'd go between, and there'd be like in the corner, there'd be like little set pieces, and I'd be like, those look nice. And then we'd park, you know, and then I'd just shoot, 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 shoot again. Um. So two things with what you just said. First of all, I actually that's such a good point. I never, I didn't even realize that you could shoot at different things and have things happen. I mean. That's something cool. Um, and second of all, what set pieces? I was literally like, there's no theming. There's nothing. The only thing that I appreciated was the very, very end when you return back to the station. They have spider bots on the walls, but like right. they're not just the ones that don't move that are just scattered throughout the land. Like they're, did you notice that their legs move? Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was so cute. Back and forth. Yeah, they're, they, are, they are actually very cute. Would I buy one? I bought a droid. I built a droid. I do nothing with it now, but I built one. But I'm like, would I get? Would you get a spider bot? Um, no, I was less attached to the the toy ones, but I I really like them because they were like they were testing them out that you could fight with them, and I'm like, I'd rather just have a smaller one that's just cute and sits on my shelf versus like a mechanical one that walks around. What if they made like a little shoulder plushie? Would you like carry it on your shoulder? Oh, potentially. Just a plushie <laughs> in general. I like. I was carrying my little Vilu thing from Guardians all day. That little, like, puffball with the <gasps> nose. I saw! I saw! What? Where did you get that? It's at the Guardians uh, gift shop. Sometimes they're there. They were there this time, but they're usually sold out. Did you see that That the exhibit thing was, like, was closed? closed. <gasps> I was planning to go, like, say hi to them, and it was covered up. It's so sad. Um... For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, in the Guardians queue, they have these like little puffball Furbies like in a glass case and they're animatronic and they move, but they have, don't they have like, they have like either audio or visual sensing. So they will look at you. If you like wave at them and interact, they will like all turn and like 
Yes. Pay if you're like, you. exactly. If you're like the only person there or you like move throughout the line, like their heads follow you and it's the cutest thing ever. And Chris like had one on his shoulder and I was like, where did you, how? Um, but did you see that? I didn't see this in the land, but I saw someone post it on Instagram. Did you see the, the ride vehicle toy? No. It's so cool. I didn't even see it in the land. It's literally the, the Spider-Man ride vehicle as a toy. It's huge. It's like That's this big. Cool. And Spider-Man is like on top of it. And it has like a sticker of like where the guests would be. And it has like little like shadow silhouettes of like kids like with their arms out. But um, it lights up. It makes noise. I, I'm almost positive. It's like a rollback toy, like where you like roll oh, it back uh-huh. and let go of it. Um, And I didn't see it. Also, I should probably know. Did you go inside the gift shops? Or the gift shop? I... No, I did. I we walked over and looked in because when we first got off the ride, the line was short, but to my roommates mm-hmm. looked long. And then we came back and it was gigantic. So uh-huh. then we just kind of peeked inside, and I walked around the stands out there. S- literally same, literally same. I did not get to go in the gift shop because the line was so long. But the gift shop is so tiny that, like, when you look inside through the entrance, and when you go to the exit and you look inside, you can see all the merchandise. Like it's all right there, and um. I wasn't interested in anything. Like nothing looked appealing to me. I feel like they kind of missed the mark on merchandise. And- I'm also not a a major Marvel fan. Like I I I've seen majority of the new movies and stuff. But I, I um yeah, but the new Marvel Cinematic Universe. I know a lot of people are bigger fans of it than I am, and I like Spider Man the character quite a lot. But I still yeah, there wasn't as much stuff there that I was as excited to jump on. The way that I see it or compare it is I'm not a Star Wars fan at all. And my first time in Galaxy's Edge, I was like, wow, this merch is pretty cool. Am I going to buy it? No. But do I see people like, do I understand why people are freaking out and buying all this stuff? Like, no, I totally get it. Like, if they made a Rugrats land and like all the merch looked like this, like, yeah, I would be crying and freaking out too. But I didn't feel like that in Avengers Campus. I was like, really? This was the merch that you guys came up with? Like... It seems like it's all geared towards babies. It it seems like it's all geared towards like really little kids. Like even like uh-huh. the arm. Oh, I don't even want to get started. Okay, actually, let's let's really get into that because okay. I actually really want to know your opinion on it. How do you feel? Well, first of all, let me explain what it is. Disneyland made these arm contraptions that you strap onto your arm and you can buy them and you need two pieces for it to work. Each piece is 30 something dollars. So you're pretty much like spending 60 or 70 bucks. I'm almost positive on this arm piece. And what happens is you wear this arm piece in the ride and it gets you a better score and gives you more opportunities to do better in the ride by paying almost $70 and having this giant piece of plastic attached to your arm throughout the land. Christopher, tell me what you think about that. Okay, so at one point we were just sitting and my roommates were getting drinks and stuff and someone had, another person, another group was, they were all a little tipsy and talking to us and they had gotten uh, one of those things, one of the arm things, but apparently she was doing it wrong. I I think she, she was trying to do it like everyone else, but someone said, no, you have to like punch with your fist or like your palm out. And it kind of looked Iron Man-ish, so I don't know if it was like Iron Man blasting, if that's what it is. So so then it'd just be instead of a web, you'd be shooting something else. But uh, 
she bought it and then didn't use it correctly. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. I, do you... I, yeah, I can see the idea of like, like to increase the score or to change, like it basically means so everyone gets a weaker ride and some people can get a better one. I, I, it's an, I guess it's an interesting idea to like customize a, a ride. I don't know. Here's my thing. Okay. There's, there's a fine line going through this. Okay. It's one thing to charge people for an experience that is interactive. It doesn't change the ride experience, but it just makes it more interactive. And I think a perfect example of that is the power up bands at super Nintendo world where like, you can purchase a band, right? And you'll go and ride Mario Kart. It won't change the ride. You'll do however way, however you do. It doesn't give you an advantage. But at the end of the ride, how everyone gets a score, you'll just be able to record your score with the Magic Band. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, because people were, like, comparing it to that. And I'm like, okay, like, it's not that, though. Like, I, I love that. I love, like, you making it interactive. Like, you get to save all your scores on the rides to this power-up band that you can then link to your Nintendo Switch or you can link to the app and you can, like, rank each other and see where everyone's at. Like, I love that. Like, you're using a device that everyone's paying for to record something and to just make it more interactive. I'm not okay with, like, charging people 60-something dollars and saying, okay, you're going to get a completely different ride experience and you have an advantage and you're going to do better than everyone else. It's and like also, such a cop yeah. out. Also, I feel like in these rides, like it's fun to like do your best and see if you get a better score. But like, that's not why I ride these, you know, like to just like destroy everyone and get higher scores. I don't know. Uh, it's but like so to, to like buy something that gives you a better score. Like what's it? What's it ever going to do for you? Like you'll be on the top 10 list of the day maybe but also uh the when you're talking about those nintendo bands like that could also double as a like a day-to-day souvenir like you could maybe just wear it out and about if you like nintendo enough you could have it on your wrist or something but these are gonna be like maybe a kid would put it on at home when he's just playing iron man or something but uh i mean that's the thing it's like I don't mean to be judgmental or like a bully, but if I see you with them on, you're getting bullied. Um, I will bully you because <laughs> I just feel like they look so dumb and I'll know that you spent $70 to cheat. For me, it's cheating. Yeah. I'm like, and it also, for me, I feel like it's so like looking at the rank board because the ride tells you who like ranked where and like the best vehicle of the day or whatever it is. And now with you guys having these bands, that board means nothing to me. I'm never right, going to even true. look at that board because I'm like, okay, dude, like a group of kids paid $70 to get on, to get on that list. You yeah. know what I mean? It just is, I think it really does ruin the ride, even though I'm never going to get one and it won't affect me. It, I personally will never be inclined to like really make it on the screen or on the board on the rankings, nor will I ever really care to look at it anymore. And then also like if I'm in a vehicle with someone with those on it's on site like you're not you're not wearing them i don't care like i'm not i will not allow it like you're not 
going to sit here. And if you win, if you have them on and you win, like you'll mean nothing. I will make sure that you know that you're a loser and that you'll always be a loser in my mind. So, um, I don't like, I don't like the, I don't like the armbands at all. I'm all about selling something that makes something more interactive, but you selling something that just gives you a better score and has you have an upper, what am I trying to say? Advantage. Yeah. An advantage. advantage. It's like, it's just so cringy to me. And also they're not cute. They're ugly, but I mean, that's just, that's just a personal take because I just don't, whatever. They're not cute. And also they don't serve another purpose. Like, like, like you said, they serve no other purpose. If you're not going on the ride, they serve no purpose. Whereas in the Nintendo power-up bands, they serve a purpose all around the land. There's stuff you can do with the band all around the entire land. You can play games with it. There's a lot of interactive elements all over the land that you can use. And then guess what? You want to come home, link it to your Nintendo switch. And it has a purpose there. And it's also super cute and they look really cool too. It's like, or if you don't even want to use it for any of those purposes, like wear it because it's fun and it's a bracelet. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, these just have no purpose for me. I think that it was such a big, just a no, no. And the merch honestly was extremely disappointing. I don't know if they're going to have merch for June 4th. I hope to God they do, but I was really expecting opening day merch with a date on it. Oh, right. I was really waiting for that merch. I was expecting that merch and none of it existed. And as far as adults go, like apparel and jackets and shirts just seemed so unimaginative, uh, unimaginative to me and just seemed so generic. And yeah, I was not, I was not feeling the merch. Um, Let's get into food because really quick. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to say before we get into food that something, when you were mentioning it felt like Epcot that I was I thought it was really interesting. There's not a lot of attractions or areas at Disney parks that are sort of present day. And so I thought it was, anyway, it was interesting to have, it did have a totally different feel than the rest of anything really at Disneyland or California adventure that it felt like kind of now and that someplace you could go and like that science building. And it did feel kind of tied into reality when everything is like thirties or turn of the century or back in the day or some weird future or something it's it is it's kind of weird to like go through a theme park experience it's kind of weird to go through a theme park experience and have them not be like okay we need to transport you to this world or we need to transport you to this 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 era or this moment in time and just be like hey this is today like enjoy it this is what we're up to this is the technology that we came up with and it really is like the technology isn't futuristic technology it's today's technology like the web shooting because that's the whole point of the open house. It's like we've created this vehicle that you can literally sit in and extend your arm out and webs will literally come out. And that's literally what the ride is. They've actually come out with that technology. So yeah. it is. Yeah, that's a really great point. It is kind of refreshing to to go through that. And I feel like, yeah, that is that is very Epcot of them. It's like this is today and learn about it. And we're here to educate you. Yeah. So okay, food. the one thing that you did eat. What was it? Well, first of all, where was it? Because they have a couple different eating locations there. Yeah. Well, actually, the thing I was most excited about when I heard Avengers Campus was announced was a shawarma because I thought, oh, it'd be so good to have like a cool. That's that's not burgers. It's not pizza. It's not sandwich. Like there's the Mediterranean Grill or the Garden Grill over by Goofy Sky School. And I love that. And I'm like, oh, cool. Something else like that. And then it was like a chimichanga cart. And so I, I 
I still ordered it because that was like my number one. I'm like, can you imagine? I can just eat that every time I go, like get a really good different meal. But uh, so that's what I got. Everyone in my group, we got two of them got the veggie, two of us got the meat one. And then uh, I ordered a side of the yogurt dipping sauce because I didn't know it came with it. So we had five of those when we we didn't need one. But (laughs) yeah, it tasted all right. Like. Yeah, tell me because I had I had it too. And okay, wait. First of all, because I feel like we kind of started our day together. Did you eat yours after you rode Spider Man or before you rode Spider Man? After we went straight to Spider Man. And then, did you eat it straight after you got off of Spider Man, right, or like yeah. later on in the day? No, we looked at the we like got off the ride, looked at the shop, and like, oh, let's not go in the line. I think by the people I was with were already like, let's get drinks and let's get food. I'm like, hang on just a second. We're going to go into the land. Let's get that food and drink. And so we they were already kind of hungry. So we went straight over. Okay. So we did the same thing because we rode Spider-Man pretty much together. And I got my shawarma right after as well. So we had the same batch of shawarma because the one thing I will say about Avengers Campus food on that day, which by the way, also take everything that we're saying with a grain of salt because it was the first ever right. day. It was the first preview day. That was the first time they had ever been making this food in bulk for a ton of people. So um, we were the guinea pigs, and the experience was extremely inconsistent when I was talking to a lot of my friends. You liking your food or not depended on what time of the day that you got it. So Christopher and I pretty much had the same batch of shawarma wraps. So tell me what you thought. Um. Yeah, like it I don't know. It was it was pretty good. It was Were you gagging? Were you gagging? I don't <laughs> I don't know. I I Let's see the people I was with were just so annoyed by mobile ordering and stuff that they like I, they were so focused on that and like but no, I I ate it and I enjoyed it. I was slower than everybody else and I it wasn't I mean they're never going to have a rotating stick of meat that they're going to shave stuff off i i thought I they were <laughs> well okay i i kind of hoped it would have its own little like new york tiny little restaurant thing but uh for like a pre-prepared fast for what it ended up being it tasted i guess as i'd expect it to taste you know all right um i'm so glad that you enjoyed it question mark um <laughs> i, I thought I thought it was hot garbage, absolute hot garbage. Um, I will tell you that my friend group who did mobile order and their mobile order time was a couple hours after I'd eaten it. They all loved it. And their opinions of the wrap were complete opposite of mine. And I do trust them. So I'm thinking that I maybe just got a bad batch, but I tried it. My friend Malaya tried it. My friend Mark. He got his own and he was backstage eating it because he had to go to work. And we talked about it later on that night and he was like, it was garbage. Um, So. And then Disney like officially posted like, try the food at Avengers Campus. And I I sent the picture to my friend. I'm like, this is not what we ordered. And sent the picture of the. Did you? I literally. Was that today that they that they released that? I think it was. Because I literally saw that today and I was like, mine did not look like that. Like, did they change something through the week? Also, though, I was like, am I just being 
too Middle Eastern because I am Middle Eastern and shawarma and Mediterranean food. And like, that's my life. That's what I've been eating my entire life. Like I know the best spots. Like that is what we eat. So I'm like, am I just coming into it with a really like biased, like shawarma needs to be like this. Like, is that what I'm doing? And then I talked to more people. My friend ate it. She's Latina. Mark is black. No one else was gagging. So I'm like, okay, no, I think I'm not tripping. I think that this was just not good. And then tzatziki is like one of my favorite, like it's the yogurt sauce. And it was really interesting because I don't know if you read the description, but it was coconut. Oh no. It was coconut yogurt dip. And I'm like, coconut, this is so different. Girl, where was the coconut? It was Mm -hmm. nowhere to be found. She did not show up. So, um, (laughs) That was hot garbage. Did you eat anything else in the land? Uh, no, I would have liked to try more things. Well, no, no, no. We did. My roommate got outside by Guardians. They had a little stand of like a pineapple churro and a purple puff thing. Oh, I didn't get to try any of that. How was it? Did you try it or no? Yes. The, whatever the purple puff thing was, we everyone was like, is this yam? And we were like, no, it's not. It was like a raspberry maybe. But it was good. That was good. The pineapple churro kind of freaked everybody out like it was it didn't freak me out two people were were with like ah get it away from me but i was like no that's all right it's like a sweet thing but was it very like fun was it very like potent in pineapple or which is it just kind of like was it like a hint in the back of your mouth it was more like a kind of like a candy pineapple flavor so it wasn't like yeah it was yeah very different from like pineapple juice or dole whip or pineapple spear it was uh yeah i don't know it just it tasted more sweet and candy and then pineapple was after that and it was a circle wasn't it it's not uh-huh. like a churro wand yeah it's a little spiral okay i mean that's awesome i ate everything else in the land i had the not so little chicken sandwich which is a giant chicken patty with the two little buns I ate um, the pimini, the panini sandwich, not the $100, the $100 one. one? No. no, not the $100 one. No one would share it with me, but I'm sort of glad that we didn't get the $100 one because it was not that great. Um, I tried my friend's giant pretzel and beer cheese sauce. Um, I tried the snack mix, the popcorn mix from the bar. I had a molecular meltdown drink from the bar. A f- I tried a friend's um, experiment drink from the bar. We ate a lot. We ate and drank a lot. And um, yeah, I think that it was just timing. I think that I just got things at a bad time and I just kind of got bad batches of everything because as far as the food in the um, Pim Test Kitchen – the flavors honestly were all there. Like I really did enjoy the the flavor profiles and everything was great, but it just seemed like they made it an hour and a half ago and it's been sitting under a heat lamp. Right. And it just was stale. And I was like, damn, like, I don't know what, the, I don't, cause, and we were like one of the first groups of the day we got there early ish. So I'm like, did they make this two hours ago thinking that like, like what happened? I should be yeah, getting like were. fresh yeah. food. Like, y'all should just be making this, like, right now. Like, I'm, like, one of the first groups in. So I don't know what they were doing. But I will definitely be trying all that stuff over again because it definitely did have potential. Oh, one thing that I tried that I loved. And no one would ever even think to get this. 
because it's non-alcoholic. And I personally do not spend money at Disney on non-alcoholic drinks. Like, you know, like in Galaxy's Edge, like the punches and like, right, right. I'm not into that. I don't do that. Like, I really don't care how good your juice is. It's juice in a cup with ice for like six or seven dollars. Right, I'm yeah. really I'm chilling. If it's not going to get me like trashed, like I don't want to do it. Um, But I had the peanut butter and jelly punch. Oh, have you heard of it? No. How was it? Oh, my God. It was so good. Non-alcoholic. It's a like strawberry, like jam flavored Minute Maid punch. And then there's peanut butter whipped cream. And then oh. peanut butter, like, candied balls. And it was wonderful. I will 100% be getting it every single time. 10 out of 10 was wonderful. I recommend it to everyone. That sounds good. I saw someone that had, because there's the giant pretzel, and then there was also, like, the loaded pretzel that was smaller. I saw someone that had that, and that did look good. But I, I was, I've heard a lot of good things from people about the chicken sandwich, and I thought it was... Rather than just having something big, like a big pretzel or having something that's a giant panini, which I did not see. Did, I, don't, I don't know how big that actually gets. Mm -hmm. But but having the chicken sandwich, I thought, was kind of more in the spirit of Ant-Man of like kind of wacky, missized, like huge patty, tiny buns. So I thought it looked cute and I wanted to try it. But my group was kind of on to other things once we kind of cycled through. Sure. I mean, it was it was. It was delicious, but it's not a sandwich. I had to eat it with a fork and a knife. You can't no, hold true, it and yeah. eat it. You, I literally removed the buns and I just ate it like if it was chicken fried steak. Oh, I my the people I was with got the the kind of hard seltzer with the like in the beaker thing with the balls at the bottom. Yes, that's all <laughs> they got. Did you it. Try it. They, I did not try it. Um. But they liked it. They, they, it was not. Yeah, they they had a lot of drinks that day, and I don't think it really stood out to them. But I thought the cup was fun. Okay, sure. well let's get into the tea. So we all we all got cocktails from the bar, and we all got beakers. Um, it was so sad because at the end of the so the beaker, it's it's like a plastic beaker, and it has like a little stamp on it that says PIM, and has like the little PIM logo. Um, all of ours got were gone by the end of the day scratched off the logo oh is completely really gone it just wore off like and i literally pressed my finger up against the logo and i removed my thumb and like half of it literally came off on my thumb really poorly made like super poorly made it was like really surprising i was like for you guys having an extra year like you guys literally had an extra year this is kind of insane i cannot imagine you guys opening in July, like July 17th of last year. Remember like when they were going to open like on Disneyland's oh, yeah. birthday and it was still like a pile of dirt and everyone was like, uh, how or how? Um, I just can't imagine. It's just so weird to me. It Nothing makes sense. Um, the popcorn was really good though. I will say that. The popcorn was like trail mix and popcorn mixed together. The drinks. Do you drink? You drink, right? I do not drink. You do not drink. Wait, we've been to a bar together. Have we? You came to my Yeah, birthday. we went to the, the Lamplight Lounge. You didn't drink there. I forget. No, I must have got something, but not a drink drink. Um, yeah, the drinks were not giving me what they needed to give. Um, and what I want is drunk. Um, right. and it was not happening. So, um, yeah, it was fine. Also, did you hear how like the drinks were supposed to fill up from the bottom up? No. 
okay, so that was a huge that was a huge thing. Even like Disney advertised it on one of their official TikToks like a day or two before our preview. And they were like, come to the PIM test lab or the bar and like the drinks are going to fill up from the bottom up. And none of the cocktails did that. It's only the beers. And the beers are generic and they're not Marvel themed. Yeah. Just regular so I was old. so confused as to how, why, what, or where. Um, also, did you guys have a hard time finding seating in the land? Yeah. Or was that just us? Yeah. No, it was... <laughs> Uh, eventually I heard that they did, or they, when they closed off for Guardians, that they opened that area by the Hyperion Theater, but we were just sitting anywhere. So at first we sat over kind of by the Doctor Strange, which wasn't currently anything, the Doctor Strange Garden, we sat over there, and then when they got drinks, we sat over by the big, like, uh, Quinjet building, which I thought looked really cool and was really hoping to go inside, even though it's not anything. But we went and sat over by there, and they'd occasionally move, like, uh, plumbing equipment <laughs> in and out and just be like, sorry, we have to move out of the way. And what you mean by sit? You mean on, on the, the ground? Floor. Yeah. Yeah, because the there were no tables. No tables. We did get a bench sort of thing, but it said, don't sit here. And I was like, we're supposed to be in designated dining areas, guys. And they just sat there. So I'm like, I don't see anywhere else. Yeah, so I think that this segues perfectly into, like, the land overall. Um, what did you think of the land overall? Pros, cons, what you would have done, what you thought of it, how they did it. What did you think? Just the land overall, the layout, how you felt as a guest walking through. Like, as for, like, immersiveness, Bugs Land was really, really fun to have the giant clovers and to walk through and to feel really small. That was really cute. It was, and as much as I would you know, promote Heimlich's choo-choo train. It was a small thing, you know, and then the other rides were all small. So it was not a lot going on, but the land was really cool. And this one, it did feel like it felt clean. It felt open-ish. Like it's, and eventually it'll be just like a major thoroughfare, I think too. People are going to be passing through. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that drew my attention most was that big blue unused building with the jet on top. That looked really cool. And then the Spider-Man queue and load area, I really liked. But the rest was kind of, you know, they had to kind of, here's a hurry over here. There's a Doctor Strange spot, um, which, again, looked fine. But, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it's small. It's a small area. But it did feel interesting to have, like, a modern day. It did feel like what it's supposed to be, I guess, in that sense of, like, it's a real place where the real Avengers are coming and it's right now. And it just happens to be a California adventure, you know, and that, so it did feel like just a, a modern day place and some kind of slightly futuristic buildings. Yeah. I think you mentioned it in the beginning, but what I'm most excited for when this land opens, I am so excited to use it as a walkway. I am literally mm-hmm. so excited. I am so excited to use. Oh my God. I'm going to walk through it so hard and so fast to get to the other side of California adventure. I am so excited because I'm tired of walking all the way around. Yeah. And yeah, that's what makes me most excited about it is that it's going to connect the rest of the park. As far as the rest of the land went. Um, my biggest problem with it is that there is no seating and no shade. It is the it way is that I can open. explain it. The best way that I can explain it is like it was literally a concrete jungle like Toontown 
except the buildings are like metal. So like the sun reflects off of the building to like bake whatever it is just walking around inside of it. I felt like we were cookies trapped on a baking sheet covered in foil with nowhere to go but to melt into the cement. And like you would have food and like there was literally nowhere for me to go. Like no seating anywhere. But also it's because it is a small land and they need all that extra room for walkways. And they can't just like put tables up everywhere like as they do in other lands. So they do have an extra seating area like by the Hyperion. And um, that's just something to know when you go. Like you're going to have to get your food and you're going to have to pretty much exit the land to go and eat. Um, unless you want to sit on the floor like Chris and his friends did. But um, other than that... Yeah, just a lot of buildings, like you said, with just that look cool with nothing inside of them. Um, I felt like that was a thing. And um, and yeah, I think that it's a really cute addition. Would you rather have this or Bugs Land? <sighs> and also don't don't think of it as for Christopher. Think that, of the yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. Think of I the know. children. Well, honestly, <laughs> to just like in, in some way, I, I love the th- the land itself of Bugs Land, I like, but the rides were just fine. You know, they were just, they were stock kind of purchase rides for the most sure. part. And so for it seemed like California Adventure opens, it's meant to be more for adults, and then it doesn't really fly that way. And they're like, quick, we need rides for kids. Let's just throw like four or five of them right here. Um, and um, if and it did when you're saying it's like the merch felt like it was for kids I really do feel like this is going to be a, a hangout and really exciting for kids to go to and to do web slinging and see spider-man and stuff I feel like it's so I think honestly in that sense having one bigger ride uh, with like a real story and a pre-show and everything having one of those for kids versus like four just kind of throwaway rides is going to be a better fit for them um i love the tough to be a bug show no one else really uh maybe liked it as much as i did so but it's and and we didn't get to see the main we walked over by the main entrance and what it will look like kind of over by the grizzly waterfall you know so Mm -hmm. it looks and it is it is weird to think of like okay guardians is a part of this because it's just been open so long but so if that's included, no one had ever been before, and then they got to do Spider-Man and Guardians, they might be like, yeah, sweet. That's a good Marvel area. So final question, final answer. Would you rather have Guardians and Bugs Land or Guardians and Spider-Man? Sasha Avengers Campus. Yeah, if they were going to, since they did the Guardian switch, it's better to have it next door. And honestly, the view, because Guardians, as it looks, there's a spot over in like Grizzly Airfield where you're right by Soren and you look and there's the Carthay and then just Guardians and it's like ah clash and back when it was Tower it was like really pretty this kind of like soft cream versus in the white but now it's really aggressive but when you're in the land and you look at the big building with the jet and then Guardians up there that all together looked really cool so I think that is correct having Guardians in all this Marvel stuff is better than just having this weird just one marvel ride out of nowhere agreed yeah Yeah, agreed i mean i think i don't know what i would rather have i don't know if i'd rather have a bugs land with four rides maybe five attractions because it's tough to be a bug to me as an attraction yes um i don't know and and the fact that like i'm kind of over the on the fence about it is like kind of alarming to have like a brand new 
land and like have people be like, oh, was this the best? Um, but I mean, Spider-Man's cool. I like that there's no height requirement. I think that it's great for kids. I think it's fun. I just wish that they use the space better. I just like I honestly think that we should have gotten something else. It doesn't have to be that giant e-ticket that's like sort of planned, sort of not, maybe canceled. It doesn't need to be something massive. It just need, we just need something else. I just don't think it's enough to really like replace or compare it to bugs. Cause if you really look at like what it replaced, I'm like it replaced five attractions. Like one attraction replaced five attractions. That's true. And I don't think that like Spider-Man is almighty of an attraction to replace five. It's cool, but like it could have re- just replaced itself to be a bug and you had all that space where the four other attractions were to do something. So yeah. I don't know, but the food is great. I, I, I mean, bugs land had no food. It had a That's churro true. cart. So, mm-hmm. but aside from that, is there anything else you'd like to add um, or contribute as far as the land, the overall layout, the ride, merch, food, anything that you look forward to? Oh, what about yes. the spider, yeah. the Spider-Man That's animatronic? What I was, was going to say, when I said that the major thing I was excited about when they announced it, it's true it was the shawarma, but then it was after that that I found out about the Spider-Man animatronic. And that I, I totally understand why it wasn't there for us because normal guests walking around would totally have seen it and it will be a fun surprise. So whatever that is, I think could really be impressive. And I still don't know what the heck's going on if Doctor Strange is just going to have like story time or if it's like, <laughs> if it's like, like I don't like, <laughs> I, I've heard like different things of people speculating when someone was like, maybe it's going to be like the wand chooses the wizard kind of thing where it's like, I'm like, Oh, maybe it's like a little side garden that you'd walk into or maybe. And then someone's like, no, it's probably going to be like Jedi Academy. I'm like, Oh, so then they'll stand around and they'll go like this and punch their hands out and make circles and stuff. Uh, but <laughs> I was like expecting like, oh, something that could be really impressive and like mystical, spiritual, magical. And then I saw it and like, there's some big doors, but I don't know if those are cast member doors or show doors or if it's anything. Um, but they have special costumes just for that little garden. It's really small. So so anyways, but the Spider-Man animatronic, I was trying to see how it would work, where they're going to go, where they're going to fling this kid. And that could be really, really cool. Agreed. Yeah. Um, mind you, we when we went to the preview, it was not at its fullest potential. Like the obviously the Doctor Strange show was not happening, which I have heard is like Jedi training, where like a group of kids like huddle around him and he does like arm things. I don't know how that's gonna work, considering like doesn't he have magical powers with his arms? I've never seen any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. He does he does like magic with his arms and then there's like a glowing circle that like in the middle of the air in front of him. It's kind of like magic. Yeah, so symbols. I don't know how you're gonna do that. I don't know how you're gonna do that with a group of kids. Um and there's also su- supposed to be a stunt show on top of that giant Avengers building that you oh, were really? a stunt show. There's supposed to be you know how like Hollywood Studios does like the march with like Phasma and like all the stormtroopers? Yeah. There's supposed to be a Black Panther march around the land with the warriors. What are they called? Do you know? I don't know. But his I don't like, either. guard, his royal guard. Yeah. Um, and then there's supposed to be a Spider-Man stuntronic, which I've heard the rumor is. This is the rumor, which I'm very excited to see how this plays out. But that's apparently his entrance 
to his meet and greet. Oh, he, so that it's not all flings, the time. It's just they do it as a thing, and then he shows up. He, like, flings off a rooftop. He lands, and then he, like, comes out the bottom, and he's like, hi, kids. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's cool. I was wondering if it was going to be, like, every 15 minutes or something or how they would reset it because it seems kind of complicated that someone's that someone's whole shift is, like, let's set up <laughs> Spider-Man again. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, I mean, because I, I was like, what's the purpose of this? Like, you're just going to see him just, like, flying in the air and be like, oh, cool. But then um, I had heard rumors that, no, it's literally, like, how he starts his meet and greet. It's They do a little show or something. He flies across the rooftop. He lands. And then the character comes out the bottom through a door. And it's like, oh, I've I just never landed. done anything like that before. So that's that should be cool. I feel like all the really cool things we just haven't seen. We just saw the kind of the bones um, yeah. and the bare minimum. And also, like, with all the characters and the stunt show and the the Doctor Strange show and the Stuntronic, it's like, and the March, it's like, where's the space for all this? Wasn't the land like so tiny? It's very small. Within, if it's a like full capacity day, when not social distancing at all, it's going to be a lot of GC of like, move out of the way, move out of the way and tape on the ground and stuff like that. Well, we will see how it goes. When this episode comes out, it's going to be opening day. So we'll see. Maybe we'll do a little recap. <laughs> they're they're doing what's today? June. Is today June first? First. Tomorrow is media. Oh. And they've got to do Spider-Man for media. Like I don't care if like people can see it outside the land. Like there's no way you're inviting all these reporters, all these journalists, all these people for a private event and not showing this land to its fullest potential. Yeah. You know, if anything, they usually do extra stuff for media day. Yeah, than they'll anything get all else. the celebrities start showing up. So we'll see how it goes. That's tomorrow. I have a friend that's going to that. So I will ask her. She she actually messaged me and was asking if they did the Centronic. And I told her no. I saw. Did you see Spider-Man walk out when you were in the land? No, I saw Thor, Loki, Black Panther, Captain America and Captain Marvel. I saw all of them plus spider-man black widow yeah no i didn't see black widow i didn't see black widow oh, okay i thought you said you saw her you saw captain marvel captain um marvel. black panther yes so yeah he just walks out from guardians so there was nothing special i was like oh this is kind of different this was not supposed to happen but we'll see what happens we'll probably see a lot of videos starting tomorrow and then of course this friday opening day we'll see how it goes christopher um where can people find you? Is there anything that you'd like to plug? Oh, well, <laughs> um, I, I've i been designing a board game and it's the Kickstarter release will be mid-August, but that's still a while. So wait, what? Yeah. I'll, I'll, really can, quick. Really, really please. quick. Please. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elaborate. Pardon? Okay, it's called Saturday Night in Sunny Heights. I don't know if you've played a lot of board games. I do. I like them. Uh, it's a cooperative board game. Um, it's set in like the 50s, 60s, like B-movies of the 50s and 60s. Um, and so it's like a small town. It's a bunch of high schoolers, and they're like, they go and meet at the diner, and they're starting to like flirt and, and pick up dates and stuff, see who's available in town. And then as they're trying to like, have a good like romantic night 
some sort of like B movie monster attacks a town. So then they are so some like weird floating eyeball or like a bunch of bugs, giant bugs, you know, things like that. So then you have to kind of protect the town because the adults aren't doing anything. The kids have to do it themselves. You're trying to protect the town, but also keep your relationship alive. Um, So if you let your relationship go too long uh, and neglect it, then you'll end up just breaking up and losing them forever. And then uh, if you, but if you spend all your time with your relationship, then you lose out on saving the town. So that's uh, the basic gist. Okay. Story is amazing. How does this work? Is it like a board game? Like roll the dice, like move three here. Like, is it a card game? Like how? There's a lot, a lot of cards. There's, there are boards. It's not like a Candyland like trail or anything, but there's, there's a big diner. The diner is kind of this central hub. And then there's like around the diner, there's the woods, the garage, the science facility, town hall, the high school, and then like the residential neighborhood. So you're going in between and things. And so, you know, refrigerators are coming to life and terrorizing the town and different things like that. There's a band at the school that's trying to play space rock and roll to get all the teens on, you know, on their side, things like that. Okay. Incredible. And so what's happening in August? Uh, Kickstarter release. So, uh, so then we will have the game done enough that we can show it to people and have them give us money so we can finish all the rest of the artwork and print it and publish the game. Uh, okay. And then who, who's doing this with you? A friend of mine from college. We worked on a few projects together and a game and then like a, an app game we worked on together. And so we are doing this board game to give us money to do bigger and better projects in the future. We really like this one and we're hopefully this will lead to new things too. And then how much money do you need? That's a good question. We are, we're working on getting the, the specs for how much production will cost. We are finishing up a lot of the details of the mechanics and the, all the cards. We have a lot, a lot, a lot of cards and just to see how much, so we've got a few companies we're talking to. Yeah. And then to pay artists and stuff. So we are working on budget right now. Oh my God. This is, I'm so excited. Good. I'm literally <laughs> so excited. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's gone to the point we've, pl- we've been trying to play test it just about every week. And it's like gotten to the point now where it's actually really fun and people like it. So yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on the board game and come and see Christopher at Disneyland and maybe he'll bully you if he's working yeah. Rise of the Resistance. That'll be good now. I'll try and convince you to join my side. That's what. That's all it is. I'm trying to convince you of your ways. And that does it for this week's episode of Gooping and Gagging with Nene. Hope you guys enjoyed our little Marvel Avengers Campus episode. Hopefully we set you up for success on your next trip to Disney's 
Disney's California Adventure. <laughs> if you like the show, do not forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It means a great deal. And if you want to support the show any further, I have links to the Goop Shop and just, you know the drill. Everything is going to be in the podcast description. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. And as Angelica Pickles says, when life gives you lemons, make applesauce. Bye, babies. Thank you.